Hey guys, this is Pastor Paul Gibson with Harrodsburg Baptist Church. We are so thankful that you're taking the time to stop by our podcast today. We pray that the Lord moves through the words that you are about to hear. And if we can help you in any way, please reach out to us at 859-734-2339, or you can email our church office at office at harrodsburgbaptist.org. Enjoy the podcast. I'm going to be reading uh, Galatians 5, 16 through 26. You, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free. Oh, sorry, that's my mistake. Um, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do what is contrary to the flesh. Whatever you want. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Let me back up. Okay. (laughs) They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immortality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fists of rage of rage, selfish ambition, decessions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying of each other. There is a gathering tonight at 6 o'clock at the high school. Uh, for anyone who would like to interact with friends and family who knew Marcus, who loved Marcus. Counselors will be present, uh, and because of that, at 6 o'clock, we're not going to have a Bible study tonight. We want to clear uh, tonight's schedule to give anyone the opportunity that wants to be present at the high school to do so at 6 o'clock. We are all broken, messy, sinful people. And when broken, messy, sinful people come together, even in the name of Jesus Christ, problems will arise because our broken, messy, sinful selves will clash with one another. And that will create more broken, messy sinfulness. Where there is a church, there will be much brokenness, messiness, sinfulness because we are sinners saved by grace we are not a perfect people we are a hospital for the spiritually sick we're not a country club for the spiritually affluent so because of our brokenness and messiness and sinfulness and because that sometimes will come together and clash We're going to learn over the next few weeks how we navigate the relationships of a church through this sermon series titled XO, Love, Relationships, 
and the church. Now, have you ever asked yourself the question, what brings us together as a church? Why do we get up on Sunday mornings when we could sleep in? Why do we choose to, ke- to come and hear an average sermon when we could watch Meet the Press? Why do we set aside one day every week to come to this place? Well, I think we come together as a church for many reasons. Some of us attend because of family. Some of us attend because of friends. Some of us attend because we like our discipleship class. Some of us attend because that's what we've done all of our lives. We come to church for many different reasons. But there's one purpose, one reason, one thing that should be at the heart of why we come together as a church. And that one thing, that one purpose at the heart of why we come together is a shared love of Jesus. The shared love of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit are what bring us together as a church. And I want to say that again. More than anything else, a shared love of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit are what bring us together as a church. I want to read to you from Galatians 5, verse 13. Paul wrote, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out. Or you will be destroyed by each other. I pray you know. I pray we know. That at the very heart of why we are together as a church is the fact that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul described to the Galatians, you are my brothers and sisters. Paul was encouraging the churches in Galatia to understand that more than anything else, they were a family under Jesus. Some of the people wanted to make it about being Jewish, about doing certain rituals. And Paul was saying, no, rituals don't bring us together. We are not under the law, but we are under Jesus. Guys, we are a family because of Jesus Christ. And we are here this morning as a family under Jesus Christ. Coming to church because you've done so all your life, that's a good thing. Coming to church because you like your discipleship class, that's a good thing. Coming to church because your friends are here, that's an even better thing. Coming to church because your family is here, that's almost the best thing. But coming to church because you desire to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ as you worship Christ is the best thing. We are here this morning because we are brothers and sisters in Jesus. Now, how do we know we are part of Jesus' family? 
I mean, it, we walk through the doors of this building and we're automatically part of God's family. Scripture teaches us that the Holy Spirit is the marker that indicates we are God's children. Paul wrote in Galatians 5.16, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Paul said, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Once we give our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes residence within us. At that moment, when we say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit becomes our ultimate guide for how we are to live. Now, broken, messy, sinful Christians cause trouble when they choose to live by the flesh and not by the Spirit. I'll say that again. Broken, messy, sinful Christians cause trouble when they choose to live by the flesh and not by the Spirit. Again, Paul said, choose, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So what does it look like to live by the flesh? Well, he gives us a list. Galatians 5.19. Paul says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you find yourself full of hate, you're probably not walking by the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself full of arguments, you're probably not walking by the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself full of jealousy, you're probably not walking by the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself full of anger, you're probably not walking by the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself full of selfishness and pettiness and part of a church clique, you're probably not walking by the Holy Spirit. And after Paul lists all those things, he says something very disturbing in verse 21. He says, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do we as a church want HBC to be known as a place where the kingdom of God does not dwell? I'll ask that question again. Do we as a church want to be known as a place where the kingdom of God does not dwell? And I ask that question because if we live by the flesh, the community is going to see us as a place not spirit-filled, but as a place that is spiritless. And I pray we know that living as a healthy family under Jesus is so important because Harrodsburg and Mercer County 
depend on us to be the family of God. It is so important to live by the Spirit as one family under Jesus because this city and this county depend on us to be the people of God. If we ever get to the point to where we are unhealthy as a church, we will contribute and increase the unhealthiness in this community. If we ever get to the point to where we are unhealthy as a church, we will contribute to and increase whatever unhealth exists in this community. How we function, how we love one another, how we grieve with one another, how we are with one another in the good times and the bad times is a testimony to our community and to our world to whether or not what we confess as Jesus, as the Messiah, in his life, death, and resurrection, how we love one another is an indicator of whether or not we truly believe what we confess. And if we get it wrong as a church... then we let our community down. Because healthy churches make healthy communities. Healthy churches make healthy communities. You know, I'm only in month seven of my tenure here. It's been a lot of fun so far. It's been full of heartache too. And people are starting to ask me, well, how's it going? Well, I think it's going real well, I really do. What are your plans for the church? Well, that's a good question. But when people ask me, well, hey, what do you want HBC to be known for? I go to another guy named Paul because we happen to be short and smart. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. When people ask me, hey, Paul, what do you want HBC to be known for? It's a simple answer. I want HBC to be known for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Living by the Spirit doesn't mean we won't be broken, messy, and sinful. I see a lot of broken and messy sinfulness every day when I look in the mirror. I am the chief sinner of this congregation. I will let you down. And we're going to let each other down because we're broken and messy and sinful. But a healthy church recognizes and confesses its brokenness and its messiness and its sinfulness. But we also admit that through the Spirit's help, we strive to live with love. We strive to live with joy. We strive to live with peace. We strive to be patient. We strive to be kind. We strive to be good. We strive to be faithful. We strive to be gentle. And we strive to be people of self-control. As a church, HBC, in this community, are we known for living by the Spirit? 
are our markers love and joy, peace and patience, kindness and goodness, gentleness and self-control? Now, I want to stand up here and say something, and I pray you hear me say it. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because over the last few weeks, I have seen people in this church practice goodness and self-control through difficult conversations. I've seen people over the last few weeks in this church practice love and joy, especially on Wednesday night. And by the way, Deborah Watts, where are you, Deborah? Are you in here? If you ever get a chance, roast me. You were outstanding on Wednesday night. If you were not here for Team Shetty's going away celebration, get on our church Facebook page, watch the video, and if, if being an author doesn't work, you can be a comedian. But it was so fun if you were here on Wednesday night as we celebrated Eddie and Sherry, a celebration that was extremely well-deserved. And church, an unhealthy church would not have done that. We would not have come together and celebrate. We would have been bitter and said good riddance and we're glad they're gone. But we didn't. Because you chose to be full of love and joy. You chose to lead with happiness. I'm proud of you. And then over the last few weeks, as we said goodbye to a giant in our community. And even yesterday, when I got to see many of you surround the families of those most deeply touched by the loss of Marcus. Friends, I saw you practice kindness and faithfulness and gentleness as you rallied around each other, as you grieved with each other, as you held each other, as you loved each other, you asked me about the future of this church, and I tell you that I have never been more hopeful. I have never been more excited. I have never been more looking forward to the future of what this church can do because I've seen you live by the Spirit. And a church that chooses to live by the Spirit will forever leave its mark on the community. And I pray 50 years from now, when people talk about our church, they see Harrodsburg Baptist Church as a difference maker in this community. I'm proud of you. Deeply proud of you. Because I've seen you live by the Spirit. And I want to encourage you to keep doing so. So that's my question. Do you want to live more by the Spirit? Do you want your life to be marked by love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control? Even as broken, messy sinners, <laughs> even when we don't get along, and we're going to talk about that the next three weeks, by the way, we're going to have some fun conversations. But friends, we got to get this thing called church right. Because if we can't get church right, the world has no hope. Because the only hope that this world has is Christ. And the only way that the world is going to see Christ is through us. 
So are you hungry today to live more by the Spirit? Are you hungry today to let people see Jesus in you? Let's pray. Father, I am thankful for what I've seen these last few weeks in HBC. As the under-shepherd here, it's meant the world to me. To see the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness that's been in this congregation. Through the ups and through the downs. Lord, continue to shape us and mold us to where we live by the Spirit. We pray all this in your name. Amen. I'm going to ask the instrumentalists to just go ahead and start playing. I want to ask everybody to stand this morning. And I want to ask you to just close your eyes and bow your heads. Going a little old school today. Nothing awkward, I promise. Just close your eyes and bow your heads. Honor the person standing next to you. If you want to live more by the Spirit, if you want to see more love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness in your life, without anybody looking around, will you just slip up your hand? That's my church. That's our church. And I want to ask you to open your eyes. I love those hands. And the only way we're going to do it is if we do it together. As if we practice love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness together. And this morning, we're in just a hodgepodge of places. Some of us need to cry. Some of us need to pray. Some of us need to, right now, hug somebody that we know is hurting in this congregation. Friends, let's just not play church. Let's be church. And this morning, if you know there's somebody here that needs a hug, as we start to sing, go give them a hug. If you're sad to see somebody say goodbye, go over and hug them. If you need to come to this altar and pray, come to this altar and pray. If today is the day that you give your life to Jesus, come down front and make that profession of faith. But friends, we're not promised tomorrow. And however God is moving, move. If it's a hug, if it's a prayer, if it's a confession of faith, let's respond how God is leading us today.